क्लास लग गई थी Around 500 vendors had a session on hygiene and received tips on personal cleanliness and were also given free gloves and napkins. Jisne bhi ye kamal initiative liya hai na, I'm sure is an avid roadside eater like me. Moving on, I'm a little late to wish for Mother's Day, but uh, I guess we should celebrate this day daily. So today on my podcast, I have with me someone who is a fun food doodler, culinary expert, food writer and consultant, owner of the prestigious and innovative APB Cook Studio, where I learned my baking skills from, by the way, and most importantly, an amazing mother. Let's welcome Rushina Ghiryal. Mic check, one, two. but what i'm also finding is we are losing a lot of um our inherent uh, food knowledge our um, radius is growing smaller you know so essentially to use a simple example at one point in india the government started promoting the growth of wheat and because wheat was being promoted it was being sold it became a livelihood for farmers they started growing more wheat we stopped eating a lot of our traditional millets and other grains because everyone started eating wheat more and more i'm not saying it was a bad thing for us to have wheat but we didn't need to lose on our grain and cereal diversity while we were adapting to this new thing now on one hand we have always been a cuisine that adapts a lot of things and evolves but you know it's like a funnel where once we had 4000 varieties of rice today there are only a few and most people eat surti kolam or basmati or whatever similarly grain diversity similarly vegetables that we eat more and more you know we shop at supermarkets so the stuff that's on the shelves is typically things that are easy to stock easy to source so again we're losing out on the diversity of vegetables that we used to have and eat and the seasonality of vegetables that we ate because now we are eating cauliflower carrot jo aasani se mil jata hai supermarket mein for me this wake up call happened actually last year 20th march was uh, macaroon day i think and then just after that there was uh, good france day and i was involved in the celebrations for macaroon day with uh, sanjana of la folie and we were looking at done indian flavored macaroons and everything at that point i was going online on 20th to promote whatever i was doing 
and just before that shekhar my husband had commented on how you know we're so excited about macaroon day and cupcake day but there's not really too much happening about indian food so that struck a bit of a nerve and then what was really interesting is that when i went online on the 20th there was also another hashtag trending which was bakla divasa which the odia community all over the world was celebrating because of it i found out about this whole pakala concept which is celebrated on that day in march because that's the spring equinox the season's changing to summer and pakala is nothing but basically a kind of congee of a sort so we are happy to have a chinese congee and get excited about it but we've got our own pakala or kanji as we would call it in india we which we, we don't seem to kind of give enough attention to so that got me thinking then i did a bit of googling on you know where do all these days where did they originate from and stuff like that observance days could be for anything are things that are normally started off by governments or trade bodies or marketing huge marketing moves I also found out that we didn't have too many days dedicated to Indian food so there was an existing idli day a samosa day and an undhu day but nobody was really doing too much about it so that's where the whole story started then I started with amachar day the objective was that each of the days that I have are food concepts so it's achar or it's biryani or it's pulao it's masale it's badi papad it's sabzi tarkari and every single one of them has a thousand variations throughout the country it's one concept but we have a million varieties of it and we need to celebrate it and document it so that we are not losing it you know because a lot of people are saying that our generation is going to be the last generation with this much food knowledge because there's so much input coming in from different places different cuisines the world has become smaller we should be proud of what we have why should we need somebody to come and tell us a turmeric latte is good for us we've had our dadimas telling us haldi do this fantastic so why wait for other people to tell us what is great about our food why don't we celebrate it ourselves um and hopefully pass on that legacy to the next generation as well absolutely rushina i'm your insta story fan it gives me like a lot of food gk and uh, lately you have been on this mission to educate us about the underrated local sabzis what is the objective behind a sabzi tarkari din i've always advocated the importance of eating a variety of vegetables i mean uh, i have friends like kalyan who will advocate that Uh, who'll tell you that i've been a pain about it uh, my kids would probably tell you that as well like my daughter is still somebody who runs away from sabzis so all of us need to get a couple of bowls of vegetables into us on a daily basis um at one point in the world we didn't have vegetables because they were seasonal but abhi you get some sort of vegetable or the other around the year so there's really no excuse for not getting your dose of daily vegetables uh because it's not only good for uh you uh nutritionally it's also good for the ecosystem because it means you're eating less meat which has a lot of negative effects on the ecosystem sabzi tarkari din on the other hand was part of the indian food observance days uh sabzi tarkari din we did on the 31st of march uh and the objective out of that was we'd done a whole bunch of concepts through the last year we did amachar we did pulao biryani day we did dal divas we did a whole lot of other things masala day i realized that you know apni thali ko dekho 
and if you just take vegetables out imagine what you're going to have even the most meat centric cuisine will still use certain vegetables to cook with not only do the vegetables on our indian thali bring a lot of nutrition but they also bring texture they bring a lot of micronutrients to our diet which you know we normally talk about the cereals and the pulses and the carbohydrates and the proteins but the micronutrients and the functions the functional aspects of food come from vegetables and i've been researching through history as well and i found we sabzi never got its due you know but if you look at your indian thali you've got color coming in from vegetables you've got textures coming in from vegetables you've got so many flavors coming in in the you know it's not just as sabji but also as pickles as raitas as koshambirs as salads you put pyaaz tomatoes into your um, actual like even if you're cooking a meat you can't normally you would have onions garlic tomatoes dal mein lahsun mirchi padti hai so it's impossible to imagine the indian meal without sabji in it no matter how non vegetarian a cuisine you might be consuming the idea of sabzi tarkari din was to address four objectives one was we wanted to promote buying from local vendors so your sabzi wala more than your supermarket for two reasons one is then your food producer the guy who's either growing or bringing your vegetables to market is getting a direct benefit the second was that when we buy from supermarkets like i said earlier we are losing the diversity of our diet uh, because a lot of seasonal greens and all just don't have the shelf life for a supermarket to invest in stocking them so when you buy from your local guys you are buying more seasonal you've got more variety to pick from uh then the second thing we were pushing was eat local and seasonal so of course by buying from the local places but also exploring local seasonal vegetables and how they are cooked in your community or say in some other community so i remember when i was growing up loki chana dal was one combination in my gujarati house that was horrible i hated it growing up and then i ate the same thing conceptually the same thing in my tambram friend's house and it was completely different and was so delicious that which made me realize that sometimes hum jaise banate hain sabzi might not be the best way and we can find out by talking to each other and that's how culinary exchanges always happen right cooks talk to each other and someone says are you know aise mat karo aise karo ye acha banega um so the idea was discuss sabzis on your whatsapp groups get together and have potlucks and each of you bring a sabzi based dish that is popular in your community or something that your family loves and exchange that information put it down somewhere so that it's not getting lost and i must also clarify that when i say sabzi tarkari din it doesn't mean it has to be vegetarian it just means we have to eat lots more vegetables because we have also got many cuisines that are non vegetarian that combine meat and vegetables so a lot of bengali dishes have seafood cooked with vegetables so the idea is not to be vegetarian the idea is to promote eating a lot more vegetables then another agenda that we wanted people to push was eating root to tip we are in the food world especially with people who are watching what is going to happen the future of food there is going to be a lot of problem like that so recently the bombay the garbage dump there was a fire because what happens is that when you discard vegetables whole without treating it properly it spoils in a controlled condition in a heap of garbage and causes the production of methane 
methane gas catches fire. So around the world, there are movements that are fighting food waste create. One of the ways is to discard food properly. But in my mind, another way is to just create less food waste. The reason why in India we don't have a term like food waste is because the Indian kitchen never created food waste. We used everything. So if you look from north to south, west to east, you will find every Indian cuisine has ways to use up the peels, the roots, the stems, the leaves of plants. And what we didn't eat went into compost. So it went into the plant food cycle. We just need to rediscover that stuff. A lot of it we stopped doing because we don't live at home or, you know, it's not convenient. But like we've been practicing it here at the studio. I've been doing it at home. So we use up the stalks of the cauliflower. And in the city, we still get a certain amount of processing to our vegetables. But if you buy at a farmer's market, you will buy beetroots and mulis with their leaves. And those leaves are delicious. A lot of times what we throw out, like the stalks of the cauliflower or the spinach or the leaves from these plants actually are more nutritious than the part that we typically eat. So cauliflower ke danthal are far more nutritious than cauliflower itself. And they're tasty as well. It's not like you're going to suffer from eating it or anything. Like this winter, I revived what my grandmother used to do. So when we were small, I remember her teaching me how to clean the shells of peas. So remove that membranous thing inside and then She would cook them into soup and things like that. So I did it recently and I got my daughter involved to help me. It's the same as sugar snap peas, which are so expensive because they're mostly imported. And it was a discovery because, of course, when I was a kid, I'd never eaten sugar snap peas. So I didn't know what they tasted like. There's so many things like that, little, little things. So I remember that one day when I decided to use up the dhanyaka stalks and I used up the pea pods, normally you would have a full garbage can that you would discard the next morning that it was one third and it got consumed you know so there are ways i'm not saying that we have to all be crazy fanatics about things but all small things that can make a difference and so that was one the third agenda that we were pushing which was eat as much of the plants that you consume as possible And the last thing that we were promoting was eat the local, ugly, seasonal, misshapen vegetables. Why do you call it ugly? So ugly is not a term I call. Boring is not a term I call these vegetables. These are terms that people use. Like, Loki is boring. Suran and Karela are ugly to look at. So I don't think there's any vegetable per se that I won't eat or I detest anymore. These terms have been applied over time to vegetables and uh, one of the dishes I cook is a Malaiwali Loki from uh, Garwali food and it's the most delicious thing. In fact, recently when I did the Garwali meal, I had a lady who uh, was predominantly non-vegetarian ended up coming to a vegetarian meal which had kaddu, Loki. She ate all of it and she loved it and she said, you know, this is one of the best vegetarian meals I've had. So it's just about rediscovering vegetables in a different format sometimes. Then, of course, loki, tori, tinda, these are things that are indigenous to India. They are ideal for the summer. We just have to figure out how to cook them in a more appealing manner. Half the time, we don't like vegetables because they're not cooked properly. Like, you cook loki just right and it's perfect. You overcook it and it gets mushy and disgusting. So... 
it's just about cooking it right there's the ugly kind which is misshapen because they are not perfectly grown in a greenhouse you'll obviously gravitate to the polished perfect apple and not the slightly crabby looking one but there's nothing wrong with that and when you don't buy something that is misshapen or imperfect it goes into the landfills or it gets discarded so it's not being consumed by anybody the other is the what they call ugly because they're not glamorous looking vegetables so the yam the suran the colocasia um the karela now i think all of these have die hard fan followings like you either love a karela or you don't like it i'm like a suran convert i'm a pumpkin convert so kaddu or something in my gujarati family never consumed it's considered a least eaten type of vegetable but i got married into a garhwali family where we had kaddus growing in the garden and i love kaddu today because i never just not discovered it before so eat the boring and the ugly uh, they are not really boring and ugly it's just how you perceive them so all these terms have been applied over time and i think maybe we need to unapply them now you know and just rediscover things you know we treat food like it's just supposed to be consumed period we really haven't thought of a before or a after this awareness was definitely required rishina you know me being from a small town there was a weekly ritual of going to sabzi mandi with parents the bargains the noise that made me fall in love with vegetables but scenario has changed now plus bombay barely has that kind of space but i would like to know since you are in this space do you take your kids to such places like i'm sure what a dubai mall is to a shopaholic a sabzi mandi is to you totally i have to control myself because so i do a lot of sabzi market trips and things like that i take a lot of people on market tours um and it's really difficult not to buy stuff so i basically now only buy enough that i can cook the next day because if i try and buy oh i'll make this also i'll make this also then often the veggies sit in my fridge and sometimes i don't get around to cooking them i am like a crazy kid in a candy store in a, a market and yes i've taken my kids not as often as i like but i have taken who oh, i remember in fact when aman was a baby i took him uh shopping and i remember for some reason he got fascinated by those chota bagans like he wanted one bagan and i was like i can't buy one bagan aman and he was like four or something so the sabzi wala gave him <laughs> one bagan then we came home and it was a whole production to cook that one bagan <laughs> but you know he hadn't eaten bagan till then so he actually ate it at least he tried it then with natasha we had a very interesting story i took her to the market Uh, so we discovered rat tail radish and i think mostly the fact that it was called rat tail radish is what was exciting so we bought it and brought it home and then we cooked it she tasted it so i think kids need to be involved something i advocate uh, a lot is our children in india especially need to learn how to cook boy or girl but not only that and it shouldn't be ki once in a while you do a brownie or a cupcake uh because then you're giving that child the message that that's the cool stuff and everyday food is boring but they need to learn everyday cooking because they are going to have to fend for themselves at one point and i'm specifically mentioning men and boys here because i think in india we really handicap our men by not teaching them to cook they are going to live away from home at some point and they might not have someone to cook for them at least this will help them either 
cook basic stuff for themselves or make the right food choices because it's that age when boys and girls from their late teens to their uh, early 30s when they're living on their own is when they make the worst food choices in life so not only should they learn that but i also feel it's really important that kids are involved in the day to day food procurement food preparation food cooking they should watch their mums shop they should cut vegetables with their mums they should be part of the kitchen because otherwise they're sitting at the table food is being put in front of them they have no idea where it's come from and how are they going to learn to appreciate the farmer that grew the food or the person that brought it to market or the person that cooked that food for you if they have not been part of that food production system so the kids in the kitchen i remember the first time we did it here we give them just half an onion to cut because we are teaching them knife skills the entire class of 10 kids was crying because the onions got them all uh, their eyes tearing up and they got through that and then i remember them telling each other that you know what my mom does this every day so it by that simple action they realize that their mothers are doing this on a daily basis for them and it changes your perception of you know what how you get your food even when they are like 10 11 years old so i think that is the reason why it's really really important for kids to experience everything in the house and i'm not talking about just how food is cooked but at one point my son was actually washing bartans because we thought it was important that he learn things like that we have no qualms about picking up the broom and doing jhadu here also or at home and that's something we want our kids to learn as well it's your space it's your life if you're not going to looking look after it nobody else can do it for you and that is something we should especially this next generation who is going to be more connected to the phone than any previous generation we really need to instill these things because it's becoming too easy for them to get anything whether it's food whether it's gadgets whether it's whatever they want it's so easy it's like a press of a button today for kids to get stuff which i think not having in our generations in older generations taught us the value of things and when it becomes too easy to get things then you start taking it for granted and you don't look after the stuff the resources that you have so hopefully if we can get them to think like that it'll maybe make them into more responsible adults which i'm sure if my kids hear this they're going to hate me they sure will today but we'll thank you later and only mothers can give these kind of hands on training moving on this is like a little food rapid fire round so i'll tell you a basic sabzi to which you need to modify it into a fancy dish because most kids in india run away hearing the big t which is the turai tinda tundli before i get into this i'll give you lots of fancy ideas but I think a lot of vegetables um are acquired taste. So I don't remember liking certain vegetables like I said I didn't like bhindi when I was younger. I didn't like matar. Uh karela was something I wouldn't touch as a kid because see there are things that kids are born ingrained with. We have something called taste memory. We are born with something that tells us that green food is actually not good for us. Like because green was identified with fungus. I'm not talking about vegetables but mold green mold would mean something had got spoiled uh, bitter taste would mean something was either not good for you it was poisonous or it was spoiled same with sour flavors so that's why when you're born the first taste you appreciate is sweet 
frosting your fed is sweet salt comes much later i think as we grow we learn to appreciate some things with time with our palates maturing with the experiences we go through as a kid maybe i would have been forced to eat karela and not maybe liked it too much but i remember converting to karelas after i ate my mom in law's stuffed karelas after i got married now i love karela so let's tweak it for them starting with katel jackfruit like i said i'm not giving you a glamorous thing but you could do pulled katel burgers that's a very hot thing so katel is this amazing ability to be like a, a fake meat and carry all those flavors that meats carry well also because it's something you can slow cook and that's why it works really well in any of these formats where you kind of either slow cook it grill it toss it with like a teriyaki sauce so second is turai most amazing turai version i ever ate was this chinese stir fried turai at this restaurant called henry thames a few years ago it's closed now one of my favorite turai ki sabzis is this turiya patranu shak at som restaurant it's an amazing texture and flavor filled combination um but this chinese uh, soya stir fried turai was a discovery How about Karela? So again, there is a Thai Karela. We have the green nali one. There's a white one that the Thais do, which is slightly less bitter, and they stuff it with mincemeat and cook it, which is really, really yum. Um, I've eaten really nice Karela chips kind of stuff. You just dip it in yogurt, and it makes a really nice snack. At Indian Accent, they used to do this. fried karela and onion combination with poppy seeds and stuff like that which was really really yum so again you have to accept ki karela bitter hai acha tell me have you lately come across with any vegetable in a restaurant which had like a complete cool makeover so tara deshpande did a book recently and she has this targola salad in it which was really amazing conceptually because we all eat in dargola growing up in bombay but nobody ever really thought of cooking with it or putting it into a salad so i thought that was really cool wow suddenly i'm feeling as if i have ample of options to cook a fancy meal at home with not so expensive and fancy ingredients according to you what do you think should be the food trend this season recently i was looking and i saw some newspaper had carried a story on pink lettuce अच्छा ये पिंक लेटूस इंडिया में मिल भी नहीं रहा है तो हम उसके बारे में क्यों बात कर रहे हैं हम हम हमारी चीज़ों के बारे में क्यों नहीं बात कर रहे हैं जो सो माय फ्रेंड शीतल कक्कड़ शी डज अ लॉट ऑफ गुजराती फूड वी डिज अ पॉटलक फॉर सब्जी तरकारी दिन एट हॉल हाउस टू स्टैंड आउट थिंग्स सो वन वॉज दिस वलवल का सब्जी दैट अनदर फ्रेंड ऑफ आर स्मिता देव शी इज़ दी ऑथर ऑफ अ बुक एंड शी स्पेशलाइज इन कारवारी फूड सो शी मेड दिस valval which is like a stew of all the indigenous gods so tori loki all of that stuff in a really lovely subtly cumin scented coconut gravy and you could just sit and eat bowlfuls of it it was so light it was so refreshing it, you don't want to eat heavy food and then shital made something called ghesh which is a very traditional gujarati dish it's basically a millet or a grain cooked in yogurt like chaas uh, and it has a a slight tadka of a masala on top and it's again it's light it's yogurty it's tangy it's spicy it touches all those notes that make you want to eat something when you know in summer you really don't feel like eating so 
you know we have all of those and i would love to see those things trending i would love to see us eating dahi and chaas and cooking with our local indigenous gods and having aam panna and all of those things that our grandmothers used to give us in the summer it would be amazing to see that you lately had an instagram poll that should we have a achar festival that sounds unique to me tell us more about that so growing up in mom's house we used to have this amachar making session when the season came of green mangoes and my grandmother would be like lording it over and we'd have all the women in the house upstairs and all of us kids would be there as well because it was normally summer holidays and you would have grated mangoes happening on one side and you would have chunks of mangoes tossed with uh haldi and namak which would be drying in the sun and all those would be processed over that day into pickles now it was an ami- i remember this time when i was younger because ek to i would chori the little chunks of mango mm-hmm. and eat them god my mouth is watering now and the other thing i loved was because we were kids nobody really noticed us so we got to hear a lot of gossip around like about the family because they kind of forgot we were around um but it was also that whole community aspect of it where everybody got together and did something and i wanted to replicate something like that since i started the studio it hadn't happened so i did it for amachar day last year but the thing that i did differently was instead of just one community pickles we got six ladies so my mom taught us chunda my aunt usha aunty she taught us the sindhi bindi pickle which is a grated mango pickle then we had geeta sridhar who did a vadu manga baby mango pickle uh we had sai who did a moricha loncha which is a sweet mustardy pickle which is rare riya who made a aam chutney oh and i i taught the hinka achar from uttaranchal all green mango based but all different mangoes different ways of processing the mangoes different masalas and these were six so imagine from kashmir down from west to east how many mango pickles we have and that was what we wanted to talk about so it would be so nice to see different varieties in one place i get too poetic and dreamy whenever a food nostalgia hits me up thinking of plucking a mango from a tree or granny making papad or achar or the smell of the achar in the angan or uh, the smell of the train journey tiffin boxes i think i have lots of such throwback stories thank you so much for reviving them for us and being a fabulous guest on the show rushina oh you're so welcome it was lovely to have you thank you for tuning in guys if you like this episode do not hesitate to share like rate and comment my food podcast dakar which as you know has a new episode every fortnight available on book my show jukebox savan and itunes it's featured on the apple podcast india lately also you know where i put my insta stories right dakar 123 is my insta handle where you can tag me on anything to do with food and more food see you guys in 2 weeks from now until then have a fantastic day